Hello and welcome to 2020 and the first episode of 2020 of Anne and Steve Talk Stuff and it's episode four, I believe. It is episode four, Anne. And we're sitting in opposite chairs, Stephen. I feel strange. I know, me too. I feel strange and weird. Right. Yeah. Are we are we are we tempting fate <laughs> by messing with our? I th- I'm sure our listeners really feel affected the fact we're sitting in different chairs to what yeah, we normally yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's just cycling along on their bike and they've just gone off the bike. <laughs> you know, they're like, what, "What's happened? What's happened? What's happened? <laughs> Why What's are happening they? is I'm coming in a different part of your ear. I'm really, really sorry. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. welcome. And did you did you have a nice Christmas? I had an amazing Christmas. Um, Christmas I, for me is all about the kids. Oh. So uh, they had an amazing Christmas. The only thing is, um, you know, in economics, we talk a lot about the hedonic treadmill, which is like, you know, if everyone has an iPhone, well, then it's no big deal if I get an iPhone. Yes. Right? Well, that that applies intergenerationally, too. So if you turn around and you go, well, when I was a kid, I only got one present and then you got, you know, two presents. You must be better off than me. Mm-hmm. So you can then give out when you, when your kids, when you're older and you have kids, you can be like, when I was a young fella, we didn't have this. You know, uh, five bob used to buy me 14 packets of tato crisps and, you know, uh, uh, a small sailboat and a slave. You know, and all this kind of crap, right? You're able to talk about that. Whereas our kids are going to be like, well, I got 17 presents. Yeah, when yeah. When I was a young fella. You know, so they, they get kind of deluged with, with presents, and, yeah. uh, which they love, of course. Like, mm-hmm. So, yeah, what about you? Did you enjoy it? Well, I did. I, You know what? I lovely time. Because my wife, Jenny, was away, so I had a great time. No. <laughs> I'm going to watch that sentence. On the lash. On the lash. Um, <laughs> so she was in India doing yogic things. And I was... I stayed with my brother. And as you said, it was all about kids. And um, my nephews are two delightful uh, wee lads. And um, they're 12 and 10. And they kind of woke me up Christmas morning oh. and brought, like, crawled into the bed and were like, yay, Santa's downstairs. And oh my God, it was just very special. Oh, that's awesome. Very that's special. Awesome. I so I, I had a lovely, lovely time. And yeah, it was just, it was a great old, great old time. And, you know, I was ready. I was ready for the year to start again, I have to say. Yeah. It's kind of, ha- I had my fun. How's 2020 teaching you? Teaching you? Uh, what is 2020 teaching you so far? What's it teaching me so far? Has it been weirder than 2019? Or well, it has. I mean, well, it's kind of getting into what we're going to talk about. Um, because my 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 wife, who I mentioned, is uh, is running in this here general election that suddenly is happening like in a week. Oh my god! Which we thought was going to be happening farther away. Um, Jenny Blake vote number one social democrats <laughs> and uh, and so yeah suddenly every minute of every day is very much accounted for and the way you know over Christmas is like what day is it is these Pringles my breakfast or my dinner uh, suddenly I'm they're like both. yeah they're both they're you know Bailey's on my cornflakes um, and my Pringles you, know, you have an alcohol problem that's, okay, that's yeah. the problem I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm but, but now I'm it's like now you have an hour by hour schedule where literally you, you have to make like a million things work exactly exactly so that is uh, quite interesting how, how about yourself how's 2020 treating you no, nobody I know is running for election so I think you're more interesting than me for sure. I mean, I'm, 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 well, you I know, love, you know, Jenny, I it? love, yeah, but I, I love elections because, um, I love elections because elections have like everything I love in life. Mm. They have, um, they have a, a competition whose rules are well understood. Yep. Uh, they have every aspect of human behavior. 
some of which is well understood, some of which is very poorly understood. Right. Um, they have a tight timeline, lots and lots of data to analyze. Yeah. And uh, it, it gets really weird on Twitter. Um, <laughs> I, I, I have to say there's almost nothing about an election that I don't love. I love elections so much that I would look at elections in other countries because I'm just really into them. Well, I have an alcohol yeah. problem. You have an election problem. <laughs> <laughs> I think we clarified you're, that. You're vastly more cracked than I am, Jenny. <laughs> uh, and, and, and Jenny is too. Well, uh, well, yeah, but, but bearing, bearing that in mind, yeah. we, we, we had a little bit of a WhatsApp chat we did. about what we were going to talk about today. Sure. Um, and you mentioned a thing that I can't remember, but yes. it was sounded very interesting. Yeah. So okay. So th- this is called, it's something called the median voter theorem, right? And so the so the basic so why do we have elections? We have elections to to, to distribute uh, power. So enough people get together and they say, I wish to vote X into power, and uh, you know via a simple majority in the case of the UK. Um, <coughs> proportional representation so you know you know vote one two three four five and order your preference and eventually somebody gets over a quota or they're deemed elected and uh, we go yeah okay you can you can uh, be a member of our parliament <coughs> happy days and then the the parliament elects a government and then the government elect, the government gov- the parliament elects a Taoiseach and the Taoiseach elects the government sound so uh, then so it's all about the distribution of power and that really matters in a general election because it's all about your pocket you know, mm. it's all about like, well, okay, I'd like them to take this much out of my um, out of my pocket in taxes, and um, I'd like them to spend uh, on these priorities, and like it, through the exercise, the prospective and the eventual uh, elective elected representatives hear from lots and lots and lots of people. So it's a massive data gathering exercise for these people. So they're knocking on doors and people are like, oh, my problem is health. My problem is education. You know, I really, really need you to guys to think mm. about this. And, you know, uh, it, it's a way to sort of like do sort of thousands of interviews at the same time, like a vast anthropological exercise. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the, 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 the themes of what matter to people come through, you know, um, and like, so climate change, for example, not that big a deal, frankly, on the doorsteps in 2016. Uh, no one in 2011, like, yeah. like literally half the world could have been on fire. No one would have cared in 2011, right? Because yeah. it's like, we need the economy's bust. We need to fix this. Yeah. So every election is different. So, uh, but, but, but the question is, how do uh, politicians figure out what to advertise and say they wish to do? Right. And uh, particularly if you're like a retail politician, if you're so the, the center model of a politician is they don't really believe in anything. Right. I'm sure Jenny believes in nothing. <laughs> but uh, and I know she does, in fact. But um, uh, 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 the center model of a politician is really they just want power. They want the power to do what they care about and they're willing to say and do whatever it takes to actually get that power. And this is a version of retail uh, politics, which is fine. So the question is. To whom do you sell? Because if you're on the uh, if if you go to the very poorest people in society, they want the state to spend more money. Yeah. Right. They want taxes to go up and spending to go up. If you go to the very richest people in society, they want taxes to go down, yeah. spending to go down. Right. So who do you do? Who do you do? You, do you market yourself to? And the answer is the median voter. So the mm. median is like the average. It's but it's not the average. It's the person in the actual middle. So if there's five people, the median is three. Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. Right. So, so the the median voter is that person who's exactly in the middle, and that for everybody trying to get. So it's obviously not a person. It's a group. It's a bunch of people, right? And 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 the, the, there are there are classes of median voters, and basically you try as much as possible to go and get them. And mm. you say, what do you care about, median voter or median class? And they go, well, you know, I'd really like. A, 
better education. You know, you guys should really do something about climate change. You, you go, Grant, I will do those things. And away with you. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, so that's worked out pretty well, right? And it's produced a bunch of centrist policies. So it's literally the political center is, is based around the median voter. The, mm-hmm. the, the literal central voter who kind of does, does hasn't got that much of a problem with taxes but doesn't want to be taxed at like 70% yeah. you know and is okay with, with spending but you know frankly speaking it's not that big a deal mm. so what happens when the median voter changes right so in the past the median voter was somebody like in Ireland who pretty much had their own house mm-hmm. who pretty much uh, uh, had like an okay job or some access to funds some way and that's probably still true today but we're getting towards a stage where somebody under 40, there's a, there's a reasonable probability that they are not that person, that they don't have that secure a job, if they have a job at all, and uh, they haven't got the access to the assets that uh, somebody in the previous generation would have, uh, meaning uh, housing or pensions or um, uh, private healthcare. Yeah, right? it's so just it's like, totally, totally changed So now. all of a sudden, yeah. the median voter changes. Wow. So let's just imagine for a second that the proportion of people under 40 who don't have access to, uh, or, or, or a high probability of access to um, housing and so forth, imagine that that changes. What's going to happen to the policies? Mm. So right now the policies are, you know what, it's kind of fine. Yeah, it's yeah. It's kind of fine, isn't it? Maybe we're not so happy with the people in charge. We'll get some other people in charge. But the policies... Let's just keep those fine. Yeah. Why? Because our, ba- our 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 house prices are up. You know, the economy's doing great. Mm. It's all yeah, yeah. It's fine. I mean, there, there's some unpleasantness over there on yeah. the television. <laughs> there's nothing to do with us. Right? Yeah. Um, maybe I want some more spending on childcare or something. Mm. So that's the median voter. But what happens if the median voter is no, no, no? Actually, those people are old people. Yeah, I. They're can't. not me. I don't have a house. I, I can't afford childcare. What's going to happen to right. retail politics? All of a sudden, it's like we got to get tough on these landlords. You know, we got to really, 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 you know, get <laughs> stuck into uh, making a, a, a making a, a, a decent, uh, uh, affordable, you know, uh, childcare rental uh, uh, job um, security system job yeah. security mix now ireland's probably got the job security thing pretty much okay at the moment like we're not ridiculous in yeah. the sense that we, you can hire and fire anybody in two seconds mm-hmm. and it's not on the other end like you know in spain and italy where like there's vast youth unemployment because you just literally can't get a job because mm. if you get a job you can't get sacked right so we're 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 again kind of in the middle we might be a little bit over on the on the on the it's probably a little bit too hard to fire people in certain sectors i get you yeah but yeah so what happens with median voter changes um so politicians are always accused of like generals fighting the last war okay so what happens when they're just caught unawares so that's trump right trump is literally 200,000 people going, you know what? Let's just try this guy. Let's give him a lash. That's it. So so it's just a tiny margin of people. And they just... Was that, was that the difference? A tiny, tiny margin. Oh my God. In just key states, if... I think it's even... It's not even 200,000. I think the exact figure is 118,000 people. Wow. But I always take those figures with a uh, grain of salt. That's even less. Yeah, yeah. But it's like like 2,000 people in this county and 3,000 people in that yeah. county. Yeah. And it shows that every single time... Like, like everyone listening to this, get out and vote. Mm. If you know somebody who doesn't vote, go and get them to vote. Like, drag them out. You know? Because them not voting is a vote for the status quo. Yeah, everyone exactly. votes, right? Yeah. They just even if you choose not to use your vote, 
you aren't voting. You're that just is, voting for the status I remember quo. hearing about this poster years ago of a, it was a, someone was promoting voting, promoting voting. And the, the image was of a, you know, an, a Nazi with the arm in the air. And it said, use your vote. You know, he will. You know, and it's simple. <laughs> you know, it's a simple point. Um, the importance of it, especially when, I don't know, a year or two down the line where something is happening mm-hmm. that is drastic or, you know, some legislation is going through, I don't know, that is affecting your housing rights or your benefits or your lack of benefits. And you realize, oh, that is very much related mm-hmm. to the fact that the previous government weren't challenged on this. And yes. this was always in the running. And they got it over the line. Or what, whatever it is. I mean, I'm being very vague here. But... um. No, it's 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 like voting changes lives. It don't, like it I mean, I, I mean, I've experienced that with the with referendum stuff, like with marriage equality and that. But like you, that importance of engaging. Um, I mean, I don't. It was interesting. There was a by election recently. There's a few by elections recently, yeah. and there was um, all there was poor turnout, right? And there was all this, you know kind of tragedy talk of like oh people are useless people didn't come out and vote and, and that but it, it was apparently it wasn't particularly well advertised yeah. in the areas and it was at a very awkward time but the main thing was a lot of people even though you your posters and that the information wasn't disseminated very clearly mm. and we, we immediately tend to blame the public <laughs> you know it's the yeah. first thing we do is like that shower of people in whatever West, Mead, East, or whatever you know sector that failed to show up. It's like there is that combination of um, it is your responsibility to vote, but the, you know when the circumstances are not made easy for you, hmm. there is a knock on of that, and there is strategic placing of the day of an yeah, election, that's right, or of a vote on it, or a referendum, whatever. Yeah. So this day, what's interesting about today, but this general election is that it's on Saturday. The first one in a hundred years. First one, well, well, first one really ever. So there was one in nineteen eighteen, but that um, doesn't count anymore. It's too well, long. Well, we've I mean, we've not really formally estates. Oh, of course. Kind of stuff. So, you know, like like this is really this is really like this is where we're going to give this a lash. I should really know this, considering yeah. our current climate around. Um, <laughs> you know, the Wolfstone's been number one. I should know. We weren't a state in nineteen eighteen. So yes, hands up. Bye bye. Are they still number one? Well, I don't know. At the time of recording, I'm not sure. I mean, they could be number one again when the podcast comes yeah. out. <laughs> it is. It is interesting. Um, we had a a, a Belgian uh, exchange student. Oh yeah. Over, and it was during the um, the Alan Partridge thing, where you know there was a, there was a clip of Alan Partridge, and then he he was playing an Irish guy who was completely you know a crazy guy who is who is like selling turtles or something. I forgot the exact thing. Yes, but at the I end, anyway, your man lashes out the black and tans thing. Yes. And then it became a big thing for like five minutes. Yes. Um, and my son had just got a mobile phone. Yes. So uh, he was like on Snapchat and this was everything. So he was he was singing this song to this Belgian guy. And I was like, this is probably not great. Um, so, <laughs> you know, rather than sort of bla- bla- belt it out, because it is a banger of a tune in it's fairness. It's a great like, tune. I, 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 just, I just took it as a teachable moment. Uh, um, and every moment is a teachable moment um, when you're stuck in a car with me. But, uh, 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 well, I know that the, from these podcasts. On the way to Bunratty. But uh, yeah, so it was like, get on your phone there now, lad, and find out who the black tans were. Okay, sound. So now uh, uh, you've used your data package to the betterment of society. Explain it to the Belgian young fellow who the black tans were. Right. Okay, now read. Now read out the lyrics. Yeah. 
So uh, the first line is, you know, when my father, when my dad will come home tight. What does tight is? What does that? What does that mean? Well, it means drunk, right? So implicitly, the guy's coming home out of his face, roaring at his neighbors. <laughs> Come out, you black and tans, fight me like a man, right? And then you explain your wife or you and metal down in Flanders, like you're basically a bunch of shell shock lunatics, working class guys from, you know, things. So you got you use the whole thing to basically get them to think about it. And then you go, now enjoy the tune, bang. And then it's great because the, 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 the Belgian guy was like, whoa, you had a civil war. Like, yeah, we had a civil war. It was really vicious. And they go, okay. And then, um, and of course, he turns out he's from Flanders. So. I was just thinking, bang, bang. it was great. It wow. worked out really well, and uh, um, yeah, it was it was actually really really interesting. So then we were banging out, but um, on campus there a couple of couple of uh, days ago, I just heard cars blaring it out. I was like, okay, <laughs> it, it, I think it does it does say something um, about a culture where we constantly talk about the need for a border pole, having a united Ireland, and all this kind of stuff. And mm. we're like, you know, I mean, wherever you come down on the RIC commemoration thing, you kind of go, well, maybe we're not really there yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because ultimately, you know, I mean, they were the best of people. They were the worst of people. You know, historians will come down. And I actually mm. learned a massive amount from some amazing historians about this. Yeah. yeah. I really did. Like, I drank that stuff in. I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. I feel like. I was smarter at the end of the commemoration row and all that. But like, you know, like it, hate it, love it, loathe it. It's an event. You're going to write some lads' names up on some walls. Grant. Mm. Now imagine integrating like a health system <laughs> between the south and the north. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Imagine like, no, 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 no. You know, Mrs. Murphy on the Falls Road. You you had the NHS. <laughs> now you've got the HSE. <laughs> right? And she's going to be like, eh... I'm, I'm, I'm just going to give her a, like, no, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no. Yeah, or the flag, right? You know, imagine we integrate the flag. People are going to go nuts. So yeah, I, I, I would gladly yeah. take the NHS over the HSC. Chalk down, chalk down. Yeah, well, you yeah, were yeah. saying, I totally interrupted you by not knowing my history. Um, this is the first ever of the yeah. state election on a so Saturday. Saturday. So, so, so the common complaint on, on, uh, on for doing them on a Thursday was that uh, working people found it harder to vote. Yeah. So they would go early in the mornings or late in the evenings. And it, it, and uh, students in particular said that they found it very difficult to get back home to vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Um, and I have classes with 500 plus students and I would berate them on pretty much a, a semester basis saying, you don't matter. You do not matter, which to a bunch of millennials is like... What? You're like, you don't we, matter. We have a millennial in the room, yeah, in fairness. Yeah, so, sorry, yeah. Kian. I when were you born? 88. Definitely. Oh, it's a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> For the, if you can't hear it, 1988. He's literally wearing avocados. So. <laughs> <laughs> you could just, you just, you just, I hope you're comfortable. They look fine. They're stitched together. He looks like Swamp Thing. It's fine. But uh, no, the, 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 the most important thing is if the students come out and vote, they'll change the dynamic. Yeah. Right. So the youth vote is is a very different vote. It's a vote for, um, to, uh, uh, at least if you if it is to be believed. Yes. And there's a difference there we might come back to, which yeah. is uh, if 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 what people say mm. is what they actually believe. Yeah. Um, which is not always the case. Then um, the younger vote will be a vote for um, slightly uh, more left leaning parties and uh, for um, parties that will deal explicitly with climate change. Yeah. So that's a really, really interesting dynamic, you know, um, mm -hmm. because it means, of course, if you add more people at the end of one distribution, the median voter changes. 
Yeah. Right? So it's another really, really interesting thing. And uh, yeah, it's going to be absolutely fa fascinating. Of course, if you're a teacher, you're really annoyed right now. And all the, student, all the, all the school kids are like, what? You know, <laughs> they were totally expecting a red weather warning with that storm. And they only got an orange one. And they're like, no, I'm going to go to school on Monday, Dad. I'm like, ha, 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 get your ass into school. And now it's like, no, <laughs> the general election. Uh, it's on a Saturday. In your face. You still have, you still have to learn. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that'll yeah. be interesting to see what the turnout's like as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, if the students don't turn out en masse, mm -hmm. expect to be berated until the end of time by so, me. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. The students tend to be student revolutions. That's what changes. Like, I suppose, traditionally, the younger population, they are a bit more in touch with their principles and views because they have less to lose. They don't have right. a mortgage to pay. They don't have, uh, you know, a lot of the major bills to pay and therefore, like, are able to be more in touch with their, their values and their beliefs and, yeah. and can vote accordingly. And that is not, I mean, I'm obviously not a student, but you realise that's often in many countries and over generations that's where change comes from yeah and yeah. that's where big shifts in society happens and we, so. should we should trust that we should celebrate that um we should you know ultimately like students like farmers like lecturers like artists like we're ultimately their a vested interest that's fine mm. but like to send it to say that they represent the future is literally true mm. right so uh yeah I, I would i really 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 hope that they get out on mass and and have their um and have their speak. I know um, my dad you know. back in the day, like, I don't know if, I never know if he in UCD or DCU. Terrible daughter. But I know he was involved in the sit-in cool. back in the day. God, I think Kevin Myers was there too. Sorry about that. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, Kevin feels things very deeply. That's fine. <laughs> you know, I, I yeah, anyway, you, you know, I think we always, ex we always ex um, expect student politics to be in some sense left leaning or maybe, you know, oh, kind of yeah. But of course, many students have right, right wing um, views as well. And that's fine too. But it's kind of classic, mm -hmm. isn't it? That, like I said, you have a lot less to lose when you're younger. And when you're older, you know, you do tend to, your views get more conservative the older you get because you are more intertwined in society and you have worked to get things to a certain point. So big change, depending on your position in society, isn't necessarily attractive. No, not at all. So so take, take for example, the, the homeowner who's doing quite well, you know, that like maybe they've gone through a really hard time, you know, they, they, they bought the house in 2006 or something and you know, maybe uh, one of the one of the people in the house lost their job, and then the other person got a pay cut, and they were massively in negative equity, and you know, it was just a crap few years for everyone, right? And then you know, things are finally going well. They're both back working. You know, they can afford a nice new mm. car. Uh, the the kids are back in school, and they're a little bit older now. And you know, like it when when you ask that person, like, so. Are you up for a giant radical change? They're like, how about no, bro? Yeah. How about no? I think no. I think they just keep this kind of like this. And then you say, well, unfortunately, the system is not generating enough intaxable surplus to produce homes for people who are homeless and a health system that like is in the 19th, let alone the 21st centuries. Mm. And they go, yeah, but I have private health insurance and you can't see it from my house. Mm -hmm. You know, and they don't say that though. They no, go, no. They say, "Oh gosh, that's terrible." Yes, mm. and then there's a big, dirty, long gap. <laughs> that's a terrible thing. Tumbleweeds, um, mm. because of course the solution is taxes going up. 
Mm -hmm. and uh, more homes being built probably near you, which of course deeply damages the main asset that you own. Yeah. which is your house, right? Yeah, which yeah, is the yeah. thing you've been struggling to hold on to for 10 years. <laughs> I was like, guess what? There, This guy is going to build a bunch of houses right down the road from you. Yeah. And what's that going to do to the price of your house? It's going to go down, bro. Oh, no. You know, yeah. so... Um, Every, oh, everyone says yeah. bro in your world, I, I know. They do. I don't know why they say bro. And yeah. man. Oh, I, I actually do know why. Um, because uh, I've been um, trying to get my... Um, cartoons at the moment children's cartoons okay. are basically like giant acid trips that make no sense <laughs> at all but I was trying to get my second son uh, Killian uh, to you call him your second son yeah my first, hello yeah, second yeah, son son number two <laughs> I, you are literally you, the spare you matter the spare and the spare <laughs> I'm the one that is fair. No, uh, 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 Killian, that's, I, I, that's nice. he is, um, he's really into cartoons, but particular, like the kind of like ridiculous humor. Mm -hmm. And all of that, all that ridiculous humor stuff comes from a cartoon called Earthworm Jim. Oh, I love Earthworm Jim. Yeah. So everybody in Earthworm Jim, we were just watching it last night, calls each other bro. Okay. <laughs> That's where it's coming from. You're not the first, you're not the first person to say to me, why are you saying bro all the time? It's like, because I've been listening to Earthworm Jim for like an hour and a half last night. Uh, Earthworm Jim was voiced by Dan Castellaneta, who's the voice of Homer Simpson. Oh yeah. Fun fact for the, for the, for the podcast. So don't tell, so, don't, don't say we don't teach you nothing yeah 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 never say i talk or nothing so yeah that's cool and um yeah can, can we uh, talk for a second about what it's like to be uh the spouse of a candidate because because we always talk about politicians now you know you know the, the listeners may be shocked to hear this but politicians are actually people and uh <laughs> i honestly honestly i've checked i i've checked i i i've uh, and they seem like um ordinary people so why does an ordinary person choose this? We don't know. But what's it like to be the spouse of somebody who's like putting themselves up for this and saying, you know, what I'd really like to do is be judged by a bunch of strangers, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like. That's yeah. what I like. Based on the interactions with a representative body, which may or may not have anything to do with me, right? Mm -hmm. they, they Like all parties are, are kind of aggregations of preferences, mm -hmm. right? You might be slightly to the left of your party. Yeah. Like there are people in Fine Gael who are super left wing. There are people in... Uh, 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 you Absolutely. Know, uh, and so uh, parties aggregate preferences. Why? Because they want to hit the median voter. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, or the median subset of voters. And it's like, okay, so somebody decides to do that. So let's, you know, mm -hmm. they, for whatever reason, they decide to do that. And then... <laughs> They rock up to you and they say, so you got a nice life and you're working hard and you're doing things. And you're recording podcasts and this it's is all fine. And they go, I have a plan. <laughs> my plan is, my plan is to, to, are you, do, how do you, what happens? Describe what happens. Well, it's, it's fun. It's a funny one. I mean, because, you know, we're talking about the econ economics of elections and um, yeah, I mean, it, it, time, it's such a valuable commodity in yes. our lives. And, um, What's interesting, this is very, at the time of recording, it's quite early days. Um, so it's literally day three of the election. Right? Day of the three. the election campaign. From recording purposes, but this is probably going out the week before, I think, the last Friday. Yeah. I'm looking at our, yeah. our producer, Kian, our, our gorgeous millennial, just to double check, uh, 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 when you are listening to this. Literally covered in avocados, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what is really fascinating is suddenly every, every second of the day is accounted for because I'm, I'm being a supportive spouse in this and I am, you know, uh, trying to 
be organizing, helping on the canvassing and around the fundraising and around the tweeting and all that stuff. But, you know, we were planning on buying a shed. That's not going to happen. <laughs> the first casualty of the, the first general election is a shed. I'll have the voters now. <laughs> I'm not getting a shed. Would, no, but it's just even silly things like that. Do you know what I mean? No I'm shed like, for you. No shed for me. And believe me, we need one. But uh, no, it's okay, Ireland. Do you know what? I'll do without a shed. Literally sacrificing your shed for democracy. <laughs> for democracy. That's hero stuff, and That's awesome. Do you know? What about I, you? I'm very, I'm very proud of myself as a citizen and servant of this country by marriage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so what do you, what do you do now? So, okay, so, so you got like, you decided you, 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 you plural have, have sort of uh, announced mm-hmm. you're going to, to contest this. Like, what do you actually do? What do you do? I suppose this... I mean, what you said, politicians are humans. Yes. And the most effective thing in any election, in any referendum, in anything, is face-to-face. Is people knowing who you are. So obviously, if you're from a political dynasty, um, that's much easier. You have a surname, you have an association. Or if you're in a big party that people trust or don't trust, boom, sorted. Um... Jenny would be someone who has been working in community sector, like in Novas for homelessness, um, working with men on probation, working, she's now out in UL, being a, a support worker for students. So she's very known in a lot of sectors. Yeah. She's married to me, so she's known by marriage through me. And I wrote a play about her as well. And she also featured, um, Charlie Bird wrote a book called A Day in May, which was all about the marriage referendum. And she was interviewed in that, and that got turned into a play. And someone plays her on stage in another place so she's been depicted on stage twice by two different actresses so i can't even say that about myself you know she's not even 40 so yep i married young so um there there's a but still she has never run for election so the big did, did she always want to she has been approached and encouraged and asked a number of times by people okay. so it's it's very much i think it has been in this in in the stars on the horizon in the sky <laughs> for some time <laughs> in Bethlehem <laughs> I bring you I bring you frankincense and myrrh in a Twitter account I mean Go. myrrh what is myrrh I don't know who, who even knows um, yeah. so yeah no I mean she is of uh, politics was her thing in college okay she's always been quite an activist by nature um so it, it makes a lot of sense. But her challenge is to get out there and meet people and be herself and then let people decide, is that what what the kind of voice they want okay. for themselves? Which yeah. I think they should. But no, uh, I'm not using this podcast as a political platform. Um, but everything, everything you do now for the next like three weeks. Right? It, it is, yeah. It's got to be... How are you... Like, so... so <laughs> I've been on canvases before mm-hmm. as an observer. I'm not a member of any political party. I'm kind of like staunchly um, apolitical. Yeah, it's, it's a part of my kind of job, really, as I see it, is to not be. Absolutely. You know, when people listen to me talk about, you know, Sinn Fein's policies yeah. or something, they can't be like that guy hates Sinn Fein. I don't, you know, or yeah. that guy's a real Fine Gaeler. Like, no, it's not. It's not. No, I think, but I, like, totally. I, I offer advice and, and speak to any political party, and I have for years. But, mm. but um, I'm I've been on canvases as, as an observer, mm-hmm. and one of the things that struck me is first, it's incredibly intense. Yeah, like somebody's in you. You you're knocking on somebody's door, 
and you're not selling them like a subscription to a magazine. You're no. literally selling them yourself. Yeah. So that's intense. They're then giving you their story, mm -hmm. which might be, you know, a plague on all your houses. Or, yeah. you know, this is my son. He has scoliosis. Or I pay too much tax or mm. whatever. Right? But you're hearing that and you have to sort of absorb that, listen to that carefully, say what you say, give them your story, try to connect with them on a human level. Yeah. And then like they close the door, they go back to eating a steak or whatever it is they were doing and yeah. you have to do that again. Yeah. Multiply by 500 or whatever. Whatever it is, every, know, every evening. Yeah, every evening, yeah. every every um, every day, every morning, the whole thing for weeks for weeks yeah and it's, it, it's absorbing that much information about that many people who will some of whom will like make a decision and vote for you some of them won't you yeah. know that's hard on a just like a physical level that's hard mm. on an emotional level i have no idea like how you deal with that because i wouldn't i i i'd be I, after the first two people i'd be like <laughs> that fella there oh my god yeah you know, i mean i, I you know I, I i wouldn't be able i'd be in a heap in the, i'd be in the next fella's sh hedge you yes know? no you know, but I, there's I, an economist I, in my hedge what, what, what happened there but i, I would be <laughs> he the seems same. upset taking a minute for tea you know? i would be the same as you i did not canvas for the marriage equality referendum because i couldn't face that yeah. i didn't want to be asking people to kind of let me have a right you know what I mean and that was the nature of it you kind of had to ask people um but Jenny did okay I wrote a play instead that's what I did um I don't really have time to write a play for her election right now but uh, and you say you're a supportive spouse but then like no I, play no 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 I'm, play I'm, no shed Jeez, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> well it balances out you yeah, know yeah. I don't get the shed but I don't have to write a play no but uh well I mean by the time this is going out I will have organized a a big gig, a fundraiser. You don't need to justify yourself. I'm great. Shut so up. Good. Your face. You are great. You are great. <laughs> no, ah, uh, stop. You are God, good. blushing. No, but the thing is that... No play, though, in fairness. I didn't... I Shut up. Uh, I d <laughs> the thing is that I was chatting to Jenny about this and she said nothing will ever be as hard yeah. as the marriage equality referendum because the stakes were so high yeah. and it was so personal where she said, I can go and ask people to vote. I will go talk to them. I will be as honest and true to myself as possible and it is their choice yeah. and Irish people thankfully as a nation generally we're kind of lovely yeah, you know sound. people are, are sound. sound and unless you're in a contentious thing like a referendum where you might meet a, you know a rogue element generally people are going to either say if they don't want to vote for you they'll say no thanks close their door um, but yeah she's got real resilience around this and even in her job as I said she's advocating for students she's used to talking to a lot of different bodies she's got a far thicker skin than I have and, and is suited to kind of crises and and dealing with a lot of people a lot of time Yeah, and is very good on self-care. She's okay. very good on self-care and I think that's that's the big thing. Like And also going, this is such a short run. It's like, okay, it's crazy intense but you know what? It's not six months of this. Of, you I know? suppose, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and kind of treating just, it like kind of batting down the hatches and just... Okay, this is, hard weeks. this is what it's going to be yeah, for the yeah. next number of weeks. And, you know, just the best, the main thing is that all of us involved in this come out uh, of it, you know, full of integrity and heads held eye. And what's been really gorgeous is on Twitter, she's gotten messages, I've gotten messages from people we know in other parties. Yeah. 
saying best of luck, like who mightn't be running, but say would obviously be councillors in other parties yeah, and sure. saying, because you know, I'm at an age where I kind of know a lot of people who are, sure. who are in different um, I mean, you positions. are a Blake, that's right. That's, that's, I'm a Blake. Let's be real. I'm over 40. I know everyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But lovely messages like, you know, saying, look, best of luck, mind yourself. Don't, you know, protect yourself around social media. That yes. It's a nasty place. So, and, and that's been really special for for her and and for me and i think you know elections can anything like this can get nasty the referendums they got nasty but it's all about the reaction yeah i think it's, it's the big thing and when you know when, when we kind of focus on that it's like i it's it's if somebody tweets you something ridiculous you know, they're in their car shouting. <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah. it, it, I think we talked about the remove of social media. You, yeah. You're dehumanized, you're removed. Um, if, if someone shouts in your face, that's different. But if somebody is shouting on your Twitter, it's like, well, look, I need to take that with, I wouldn't even say a grain of salt, I say a, many sacks of salt because it's not accurate. But to answer, uh, to get to the very end, <laughs> a long answer to a short question, I suppose it's just, um, before she agreed to it, we spoke and yeah. it was like, okay, we're up for this and not going into it wide-eyed and like going in with eyes open, not, oh, this will be great. Very, very clued in. Yeah. This is not going to be an easy road. Yeah. And what what can we do to ensure, what can we control so we can turn the phones off at 10 o'clock or, you yeah, know, yeah, little, sure. little sure, things sure. like that. Sure. Um, yeah, so... It's gonna. It's uh. It was. It was. It's funny because I'm in the public sector in a different way as an artist, and there was a bit of thing like, is it okay to mention you're in a band and that? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> of yeah, course. Yeah, you yeah, know, it's I'm, fine. I'm not gonna separate who I am. It's no, no. no. We're in this together, babe. Kind cool. of thing. And so, are you going to yeah. mind yourself throughout all this process? Yeah, I get to record podcasts with you and have if, to. Crack. If this is your self care, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Give her an avocado. Give her an avocado, dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But, okay. Well, just um, is there anything to wrap up? Uh, because we are coming to the end and I, I, I did not plan on dominating the, the, no, the episode. No, you, you're having a really, really interesting experience that mm. very few people have. Mm. But you know, uh, I think I think it's something like two and a half thousand people put themselves forward for election, mm-hmm. right? So it's quite a large number. But even then, there's four and a half, four point eight nine million people. Yeah. So quite a small number of people, and uh, like you said, they're political identities. So a lot of people who are like this process never ever comes near them. Yeah. Um. And yeah. So so it's a really really interesting experience. I think what we might do is not the next episode, but the one after it. Yeah. you've been through this three weeks because now you're like yeah. we'll just you can go we'll just go talk to hundreds of people yeah, when yeah. you've actually had the experience 